0: If you're on the way to a job in your Volkswagen Caddy, Crafter, Transporter or Amarok, you've obviously already invested in the best. So when it comes to servicing, keep giving it the best. At Volkswagen, we know your van like no one else. Our technicians will guarantee that your van is serviced to the highest standards using only Volkswagen Genuine Parts. You see, we're the experts. We don't just follow the manual. We wrote it. Caddy service, €129. Euro. All other models, €159. Prices, ex-vat. To find your nearest service centre and for full terms and conditions, visit VolkswagenVans.ie
1: Welcome back to the Small Business Show on IrishExaminer.com, Brought to you by Volkswagen Commercial Vehicles, where €149 Euros will get you your vehicle serviced. Contact your local Volkswagen dealer for details, terms and conditions. Apply. Now, the business of art and how the business community uses art to generate revenue or attention for themselves has been an ongoing discussion in recent times. Well, Business to Arts is an organization looking to explore that mutual benefit. And on the line we now is Stuart McLaughlin, Chief Executive of Business to Arts. Stuart, you're very welcome to the Small Business Show. Hi, how you doing? Now, first of all, Business to Arts. Uh, tell us what Business to Arts does.
0: Yeah, to some extent we do what we say on the tin, I guess, is that we're about trying to encourage, advocate and um, support more relationships between the corporate and the cultural sector and, and to where those relationships take place to make sure that they're, they're mutually beneficial.
1: Those relationships, does it, does it need an understanding of basically the, the business behind creating art and I suppose how businesses interact with, with art as well? Yeah, I mean, broadly
0: speaking, the role that business to arts performs, I mean, it varies greatly from relationship to relationship, but very broadly speaking, um, you know, the business worlds and the arts worlds are no different in that they have their own specific language, they have their own objectives. Um, and those objectives, of course, are, are usually very different um, in terms of a corporate that might be looking at supporting the arts, whether that be through sponsorship or corporate philanthropy. It will have a set of outcomes it's looking to achieve. They are probably linked to the business objectives of whatever that organization is, um, whereas an arts organization's remit um, is obviously to fulfill its mission and to make great art. Um, now, I guess what we do in that is is that those those things are not uh, exclusive of each other. That there is a way uh, that, when done well, everybody's objectives can be achieved and and everyone's enriched through that process. There is, to some extent, a need often to support the commercial discussions because often the corporate side is far better versed in those things. But, um, you know, and we also make sure that on the corporate side that they, they don't interfere in the artistic process because where that happens, then relationships tend to have a tendency to fail and, and, and that's not appropriate
1: either. How does it work? I mean, does, it, does a company come to you and, and say, what can you do for us? Or is it work the opposite around? An artist helps to create something for somebody else. So, so where's the interaction lie?
0: Yeah, well, it, I mean, I guess we, not surprisingly, we have far more cultural projects looking for support than we have uh, than we have businesses looking to support. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that won't be a surprise. But I guess what we do in business Arts is kind of make it our our job to make sure we know what's going on in the cultural sector. Sometimes we proactively engage with business where we think there'll be a particular alignment or a particular project that that will meet their objectives. And then in other instances we'll be approached by businesses who'll say, you know, we're looking for sponsorships, we're looking for opportunities to engage, what's out there at the moment and and we will help them identify you know, what sort of partnerships and relationships may work for them. So it's the key for us really is that it is mutually beneficial. Um, so you know, we're we're always trying to make sure that through our understanding and our ability, perhaps sometimes you know some people often say it's our ability to translate between those two different worlds that we can that we can pull the two things together. Um, you know, and that that ranges right from yeah you know, some relationships we literally make an introduction and the next thing we know about it is the day the project launched, and another relationships we, we're involved far more. End to end, where we may be recommending projects to a corporation, bringing those projects through to contract negotiations, helping close the contracts, and making sure that it works, and then evaluating the partnerships and relationships at the end as well so um uh, but I say each one each one varies, but um you yeah, know those are kind of the points where where we hope to to support it and and ultimately, what we're trying to do you know is that I, I guess we do what we do because we love arts and culture, we believe of its vital role in society. Um, we we never ever do that to replace public funding. You know, we, we we constantly and consistently call for um, the maximum public funding available to go into the arts, but we look for it to be enhanced and supported by the investment of the private sector as well.
1: Mm. What is in it for for a business? I mean, if they get involved with business to arts, what's in it for them? You know, it's it's not simply I would I would presume uh, simply just about getting art on a wall. It, it's so much more than that.
0: It's about working with us to try and identify how their business objectives might be met so and how arts and culture might support that. So, you know, on any level, say from a corporate philanthropic level, it might be that the business is trying to um, make sure that it interacts with society in Ireland for inward investors, for manufacturing plants dotted around the country of multinationals, um, that they may have funds available that are designed to support the communities they work in. And we would make sure... That they're used in the most effective way possible um, to the benefit of both sides, um, and then sometimes, you know, it, it could be a far more um, a far more, if you like, commercial relationship where an organization might have a specific objective around, you know, selling units of whatever their product might be or make it building awareness and so on. So, mm-hmm. so you know, again, we can help them leverage that. And and actually, the art one is interesting in that for a long time, you know, the, the purchasing of visual art, for example, and uh, the, that ends up on the walls of, um, of businesses is something that's kind of been very much out of fashion in the difficult climate. But actually, we've just completed a great project with a, a company called Excel Insurance who are an inward investor in Ireland, and who, who actually insure art internationally. So they have a an kind of inherent interest in visual art but wanted mm. to support the Irish arts community. Um, and we would have worked with them to make sure that they weren't just buying art, but they did an open call for entries to make it open to as many artists as possible. That the selection panel that looked at the art included professional curators from the Irish Museum, Modern Art and Temple Bar Gallery and Studios in Dublin. Um, plus the staff were involved in that selection panel. And then ultimately that there was an exhibition of work and that the staff chose the work that they wanted to do and the Minister for the Arts had visited the office and, and opened that exhibition. So mm. it was you know, ultimately they have ended up with some very beautiful works of art right on their wall, but it's something that the employees, the business and the artistic community have all been involved in a strong process. So, so what I guess what we're always looking to do is go beyond... What might normally, like as you say, kind of might have been done perhaps in the past where, you know, the chief executive's whim or interest might have been visual art and would have just bought art and put it on the walls without any particular rationale other than just loving art, which in itself could be enough, but in this day and age it doesn't really suffice.
1: I'm right in saying as well there's also something to be learned from from the artistic side of of things as well in terms of how to if you're an artist and and whatever it is that you produce that ultimately as well in order to survive it has to be in some form some kind of business it has to enable you to, to make a living so is there a learning curve there for them too?
0: Yeah, we do um, we do a lot of professional development on the cultural side. Um, so, um, and actually, for example, the, the Glor would have recently participated in this, um, and, and we would we would work with organisations to ensure um, that they have the skills that they need to run what are essentially small to medium sized businesses, um, and that they are looking at how they operate, um, understanding you know some of those basics around you know the management and forecasting and so on but actually more importantly I guess that the arts organizations we work with them on their institutional and programmatic marketing and what we mean by that is that arts organizations are often very good at telling you what's coming up next but they're not often great at telling you why the organization might matter in its community Mm. Um, but until people understand that then, then of course there'll always be a battle And then um, the other aspect is that we work with people on their fundraising skills and on their long-term artistic planning. So um, one of the hurdles for arts organizations is that they're often caught up within annual planning cycles because, of course, public funding cycles are annual. but that doesn't lend itself to long-term planning and if you don't plan long-term it makes it difficult to attract interest and finance from other sources and, and what we've done increasingly over the last couple of years is work with arts organisations to, to, to think longer term about their artistic planning so that they can have greater vision and the longer term the vision is, the easier it is for them to realise their goals. While restricting yourself to a six to nine month time cycle makes mm. things very stressful. So so that professional development is important and we've seen great results actually from um, a program that we've run called Newstream, which works on that training in arts organizations and one of the measures of that for example is how much money organizations have raised as a result of the skill um, mentoring and support they've received which would be uh, nine million euro over the first four years of that program so mm-hmm. a, a significant return on investment in terms of in terms of the funds that we've invested in in training arts organizations
1: and finally just before you go uh, Stuart, do we fulfill our potential here in ireland with with arts and culture, I mean, you can't throw a stone in the country for fear of hitting a festival at this time of year. So, are we, are we actually filling our, our full potential in terms of arts and culture in Ireland?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, you, you're right around the, around the festivals. And I think one of the festivals, one of the things about the volume of festivals in Ireland shows us is that culture is inherently part of who we are as a nation. You know, it, it brings us together, it helps us to celebrate, it helps us to express ourselves. Um, and that's that's an important lesson to 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 learn from that. Um, a lot of people run from the word art, you know. When you hear, you know, are you into art? It might people kind of might go, well, I don't go to galleries or you know, I don't go to the theatre. But I think what 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 I believe is actually in terms of fulfilling that potential, um, you know, we there's a lot of rhetoric and a lot spoken about the importance of arts and culture in Ireland, especially by. Um, government who you know, who use that very strongly as part of our identity and of our national brand, if you like. Mm. But what we have to be very very wary of in this current climate and environment is that you know we can only chop away uh, at the, the the legs of the stool for so long before we fall over, um, and and that's a great risk. So actually, sustained public funding of the arts is the thing that will allow us to to realise and continue to realise that potential because. Um, yeah, you know, because I, I think we do, and I think you know, we you know it's a, it's a you often this kind of a well-worn phrase that we punch above our weight on the, the international stage. I mean, I'm not sure whether that's true or not, and, and I'm not sure kind of exactly what that phrase means. But what I do know is that when you go around towns and cities and and and, and around and villages around Ireland all of us know someone who's in a dramatic group who's in a choir who participates in in some form of cultural activity and and so it's inherently part of who we are and i think that i think that most people realize that but actually we don't stop to think about it we just enjoy it which of course is how it should be
1: absolutely yeah and uh, Stuart, if people want to get in contact you or indeed uh, find out some more about you where can they find out more
0: Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of information on our website, on business to artsie um, And uh, in terms of arts organizations and learning, there's, um, there's lots of case studies there. Um, and under the new stream piece of our site, there's lots of insights into fundraising and skills that arts organizations can benefit from. So, uh, so all the details are there and, uh, and information on how to get in touch.
1: Absolutely fantastic. business to artsie is the website. Uh, Stuart McLaughlin, Chief Executive of business to arts thank you very much for joining us on The Small Business Show. Thanks very much for asking. Now, after the break, changing the energy usage of water treatment around the world with OxyMem. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters,
0: sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands.